Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Meaty Medicine. Mm. Uh, my name's Caven and uh, luckily I'm not alone here today. I'm here with my good friend, my compatriot, the, the man, the myth, the legend, Turn Dwayne Quadros. Turn it up, brother. Turn <laughs> it up. Two lads chewing the fat overall. Chewing the medicine. masala tea. Chewing the masala tea. Um, after a brief, mm. brief break mm. of, if you do the maths, about a quarter of the year. Just our standard three-month hiatus. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and in fact, we are sponsored, aren't we? Wait, I'll By wait. Masala Chai. Wild Bakery Masala Chai. Um, I wish. You know, the, the elixir of life. Mm. That's yeah. the only reason we're back. Amen. Well, the reason we are back is my, um, our Instagram was uh, kind of restored to life. <laughs> Resuscitated. <laughs> yeah, Resuscitated. much so. Um, I had the shock of my life receiving a notification on it. Um, and we thought after we were very generously tagged by um, the esteemed beauty within medicine Amen. who somehow came across our, our work <laughs> by pure accident <laughs> by pure accident um, so we're back by uh, popular demand Amen. and um, I think we're just going to do a bit of a meditation yeah we yeah. love our puns here. Meditation. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, so like we've been, we've obviously done a fair few episodes. Mm. I think we've done what, 11? I think this is number 11. This is, this is number 11, mm. possibly. Um, and I think we've always, the approach has always been to pick a topic mm. within medicine, a diagnosis or something mm. like that. And, and, and aim, not succeed, but aim, to remain on task, concise and informative. Uh, but what actually consuming various beverages along the way, and non-alcoholic and alcoholic. Um, but I guess I guess what what um, we sort of come to is that to change it up and to give some context as to what it is like to be studying medicine. And mm. I think in a couple of years, because it is going to be that quickly, yeah, uh, very quickly, that we will be qualified and working, mm. um, sort of appreciate and bring to light the fact mm. that this is only a part of our lives yes rather than the entirety of our lives because i think i think yes medicine can be all consuming yeah. if you let it happen mm. um but i think one sort of good thing of living in community as we have in ballarat mm. uh, with 24 plus mm. med students mm. has been that when you, when it's time to work hard you work hard mm. but it's also made sure that there's been balance yeah and there's been uh, sort of something more than just study mm. um mm. and i think arguably that, that that refocuses you when you are studying oh 100 yeah. percent. that was very much the feedback from my good father <laughs> remain garvey he not your very, godfather yeah, no my good father, good father. <laughs> the singular father <laughs> um yeah he was keen to hear more just about uh our generic lifestyle yeah. and yeah. just how we've been going and how we're switching it up, yeah, and not switching it up, not switching so, it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where should we begin, Dwayne? Well, look, mate. Well, there's been a bit of a drama. Isn't <laughs> it? There's been a bit of personal drama since we've last since, we, since we've last spoken. Do you want to? Do you want to maybe open the topic on that and just let our viewers know why? Mm. Why we've taken it? What's warranted at least four mm. of the fourteen week break <laughs> that we've had? Well, we've always taken quite a 
clinical approach to a lot of these pathologies we've talked about. Indeed. Indeed. But we've never really had a patient on who mm. has mm. been suffering from such an affliction. Um, but that's all changed. That's all changed. Because um, whilst preparing my lunch an odd 14 weeks ago, um, the first. half naked in, <laughs> in the midst of the kitchen, cutting onions. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, I received a panicked call from Larissa, yep. one of our, my good friends at Ballarat and Dwayne's. I don't know why this is. <laughs> Dwayne's girlfriend here in uh, Ballarat, who's also a medical student. Mm. Um, and disaster had struck at right. number three. <laughs> I won't say our address, but two doors down. That's right. That's because right. all the, the fans will track us oh, down. Yep. Well, they're, they're probably locked out in Melbourne, <laughs> to be fair. And New Zealand. That's a raw topic. That's right. That's right. Uh, yes, I, I was... Um, essentially, I was... Um, overcome with a mm. sudden headache, mm. uh, visual changes, mm. um, some would say a thunderclap headache, wow. which we always get told is, um, is, is a sign of imminent death. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, subarachnoid headache. Subarachnoid yeah, headache. Yeah, the uh, and the visual changes, which to be fair, I want to give myself credit mm. here because they always say you've got to know what's baseline right. in a patient. Yeah. And even in my moment of suffering, <laughs> I took my glasses off mm. because I have severe visual impairment. Yes. So telling someone I can't see, that may be baseline for me. Yes. So I was that professional that even whilst I was making peace mm. with my mortal life, that I was you know, still practicing the essence mm. of medicine. And then 10 minutes later, I got very nauseous. I had, mm. had a developed a work of breathing, but a shortness mm. of breath. and. Uh, and then, oh, the chest pain came. Mm. The chest pain, and I couldn't walk, and and, and panicked Larissa uh, corralled you from yes. your, from your uh, kitchen. State of bliss. Your state, <laughs> your state of bliss. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yes, you helped me, you helped me, uh, you essentially carried me I, I to did, the car. I carried you. You carried me to the car, and, and, and uh, of, I mean, we are, we are trivializing it. It was quite a scary, yeah, yeah, scary it experience. Was, it was quite terrifying. <laughs> it's quite terrifying. <laughs> Um, it's our way of coping, I guess. Mm. It's our way of coping. And um, so I would yeah. like to interject because at that state, what we had is we had our good friend Dwayne um, experiencing acute onset mm. chest pain mm. with kind of strange neurological <laughs> symptoms <laughs> beyond the normal neurological <laughs> symptoms he exhibits. Um, and Rissa is probably a kind of a lot more on top of oh. academic work, I'd say, oh, than I am. 100%. Um, so, really, my only differential was an... <laughs> I've forgot, forgotten what it's called. A myocardial infarction. That's right. That's um, right. The good old heart attack. So but it, I fit, was, it fit the... It, fit it the, did. It fit the profile. Yeah. And um, yeah. at this stage in my learning, I hadn't really come across Dwayne's true diagnosis. That's right. So, um, my, yeah, my diagnostic list was very short. And... But, but the good thing though, Kate, mm. and, and a good takeaway for all of us that we're always told as interns, mm. is that our job is to work out what is going to put my patient in imminent, immediate danger. Mm. And for the symptoms that I was having, mm. subarachnoid hemorrhage and myocardial infarction mm. were probably the two most important things to rule out right, yeah. at that time. Yeah. In fact, when I was at the hospital, mm. the whole approach of the doctors and nurses was to rule mm. these big, these mm. big dongers out. Yeah. You know, so, so whilst you may have your differentials may have been short and brief relative to your education. Yeah. In fact, you probably covered the two most oh, important. Thank ones. you. You're much too generous That's there, it. Dwayne. That's it. 
Um, so I think Dwight, uh, Larissa already had taken a fairly comprehensive history. <laughs> um, so uh, my job was to ferry you to the car. That's right. And um, off we went, speeding down at 10 kilometres an hour below the speed limit as Larissa in her Volkswagen Golf oh. is quite a conservative driver. Oh, yeah. uh, that was with a tailwind. <laughs> that was with a tailwind. Even the prospect of her boyfriend having a myocardial infarction <laughs> is not enough to get her near that speed limit. Hey, healthcare is free, but speeding <laughs> tickets is not. Exactly. Fair enough. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, but um, I myself had had a kind of previous health event yes. in a week or two before. <laughs> Whilst on a night out, um, it was just on the damp floor, you know, yeah. having a bit of a breeze. Yeah. And um, I will preface this with the fact that we had gone to a certain uh, Chinese dumpling house Ooh, beforehand right, and right. consumed an irresponsible ratio of alcohol to dumpling at said establishment. But you didn't even have dumplings, <laughs> did you? You had some, maybe two beans on it? <laughs> You had two beans. <laughs> I will admit my priorities that night were skewed towards that of the liquid rather that than That surprised me. <laughs> that surprised me. Yes. Um, anyway, well, it was my, you know, we hadn't been going out that much no, for a long time. No, 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 COVID. No. This was during one of those brief windows of um, yeah, bliss. That's right. And um, basically, it was on the dance floor, mm. suddenly experienced this... Um, Weird constellation of symptoms right. again. Um, right. The neurological ones, mm. the vision changes, mm. but a real like cramping abdominal pain. Yes. Um, at this stage, I had about one differential for abdominal <laughs> pain, which was appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> which was our last episode. Yeah, which had been which our episode, episode. So that was yeah. why. And um, yes. I had no idea. I, I could had no concept of what else even resided in the abdomen. Mm. Um, but anyway, um, I was in terrible pain. I was staying yeah. at a friend's house that evening. Yes. Um, and we we kind of only just got to the club, mm. so I didn't want to be like, I'm dying here. I have appendicitis. Can we um, can we take our leave and go even, back to even, your place? Even in that moment. <laughs> You put others before yourself. <laughs> uh, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's outstanding. <laughs> I can tell you went to a Christian brother's school. We both did. We both did. We both Shared did. values. That's important it. values. That's it. Um, anyway, so I was in a bit of a predicament. So I went across to my friend, downplayed it, and was just yeah. like, well, got a bit of abdominal pain. Just gonna, and I parked my car outside of her house. Right. So I was like, don't worry, I'm just gonna Uber back to your house. And sleep in the car until you get back. And one thing I'll tell you about my car is it isn't it is not at all in proportion to my size. No, no. I drive a beautiful little two thousand and six Ford Fiesta. Mm. Um that's falling apart in many respects. Oh, uh, I think you'd be harsh. <laughs> I think you'd be harsh. Um <laughs> no I'm not. But <laughs> <laughs> um anyway, so I got in the Uber uh to get back to her place. And while I was in the Uber, my health just started degenerating. And I mean, you know, three out of ten amped up to like an eight or nine. I'm writhing, I'm losing my vision. Yeah. Um, the Uber driver <laughs> is panically <laughs> offering me vomit bags, <laughs> as they tend to do. It's totally fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it all, um, I thought that was it um, as we pulled up. 
Uh, he deposits me outside of their house. I put my keys into my Ford and I lie down <laughs> at an oblique angle in the back seat because I don't fit in the bloody car. Yes. Um, and then, yes. um, and I thought that was it. I thought I was going to die from a perforated appendix or something, as we had examined in our med- medicine episode. Yes, yes. Um, and then I had this overwhelming urge to pass winds, <laughs> and I, I proceeded to do so. Mm. And my vision literally cleared as I did so. Instantaneous. So I still to this day don't really know what that was, if it was some kind of weird bowel obstruction mm. due to mm. alcoholic-induced bacteria emitting gas yeah right. anyway so coming back to that was a very long-winded story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but getting back to it um and i was fine after that yeah. um anyway <laughs> coming back to Dwayne's mm. um predicament in the back so i'm in the back seat of the chest Volkswagen pain, vision Golf. changes and this is sounding scarily to you mm. like like what you had an exacerbation exactly of what exactly. you had experienced yes. some days before so your mm. helpful hint <laughs> at this time was for <laughs> well i go do i um you know i think larissa's covered most of the important aspects of yes. the history yes but have you tried passing <laughs> wind <laughs> And Dwayne is contorting in the back seat. But now I've exacerbated his pain because he's laughing and that's making the pain worse. So he's simultaneously laughing and just in utter pain. Um, So that was lovely. And the other, so there were two main thoughts going on in my mind. So the principle, of course, was, okay, what on earth is going on with Dwayne? Like, what other information can I gather? Mm. The, um nurse will be a triage but the the second priority of mine was um during my concurrent feasting while i was cooking i consumed many garlic products so when larissa called on the way out the door i had grabbed a fresh packet of um extra strawberry gum which i've been known to enthusiastically oh. indulge in inhale um so whilst in the back seat of the car i thought i'd better get my breath up to scratch for the <laughs> for the oncoming ed encounter mm. and i offered some to Dwayne as well i thought that yep. was only the, the fair thing to do yeah and yep. um i believe that helped that did help a little bit <laughs> yeah that did help a little bit that's a strange we yeah. need to get some kind of cardiology um, expert on that's to it. discuss that's the it. interplay between gum and <laughs> chest pain. We need a therapist. <laughs> yeah. um, but all in all, you know, mm. we don't, don't want to don't beat around the bush. So mm. it was a scary experience. Oh yeah. Um, so they had me uh, on. Um, they gave they worked out that my my headache. So we did a CT scan for mm. my head to look mm. for a hemorrhage, uh, which thankfully wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and um, and they gave me they gave me this migraine medication, and I forget it now, but it's an IV infusion that's supposed to happen over three hours, oh. and they gave it to me over one. <laughs> so, so, well, I was like essentially fluid bolused <laughs> by this, and then the doctors and nurses still seemed surprised that my symptoms had resolved mm. when they had given me a whopping dose in one hour. <laughs> you know, it all the man is not on this planet anymore. That's right, that's right. Um, and, and with regards to my to my chest pain, what they figured out after multiple ECGs mm. was that I had a pretty severe case of uh, pericarditis, mm. uh, which, which ironically, two weeks later, 
when we were having the chest pain tutorial, <laughs> yes. uh, the, the lecturer, uh, Hutu, who's actually a doctor at the Ballarat Base Hospital, mm. where Kevin and I both, uh, both practice and work mm. and learn, mm. um, said in the young male patient especially, never ever forget pericarditis. It's really a walk in the door definition. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. Which I'll never forget. No, now, no, thanks to this first-hand experience. That's it. So it's been a, it's been a, um, it's been an interesting journey back. Mm. Um, I, I have uh, experienced a secondary pericardial effusion, <laughs> um, which I did not know about, yeah. and have done nothing to recover from. Um, a trip to Shepparton, uh, <laughs> oh, only yeah. seventy-two hours after my. <laughs> Initial affliction, uh, misinformed advice by the university, mm. um, and, and which has been which has been uh, reported, and and no action has been taken. Uh, the hallmark of university uh, shenanigans. We have um, to be careful what we say. We have to be careful. Uh, but but uh, yes, it's been a lot of fatigue. I d- one thing I d- do want to point out about yes. that is one great learning point from this is. Yes. Um, a good way to differentiate pericarditis from a, like a lot mm. of other chest pain mm. is the fact that um, when we got into that ED room, um, they put Dwayne on the bed and uh, one of the registrars came around to just give a, an initial history yep. examination. And yep. he walks right over to Dwayne, first thing he does, and he just hits you on the <laughs> chest and you just absolutely recoil and you're writhing <laughs> in pain. I was and about I was, to throw hands. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to throw hands. I was about to hold you back. Well, um, where I've grown up. Yeah. If someone comes in there and throws hands, you throw it back. Yeah. You throw it back. And I was like, what on earth are you doing? Yeah. And the Reg was basically like, that is a great thing if it's if he's responding, uh, if he has tenderness on palpation, mm. because that kind of indicates that it's uh, the uh, you know pericardial sac that's yeah. kind of inflamed. Yeah. Um, so it kind of points us more towards that pericarditis. Yeah. In yeah. saying that, I'm not sure if that can also happen in an MI. Like, I imagine you yeah. would have a slightly inflamed... I think so. I yeah. think so, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel, is it, is it with MIs that they always say it's sort of like a non-reproducible pain? Is that oh. what they say with MIs? Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, so maybe maybe that's what... Okay. But it was a thump and a half. Yeah, It was a yeah, thump yeah. and a half. And, okay. uh, mm. I mean, the thing that agitated me more is I could have taken it. Yeah. <laughs> if I threw hands, I could have taken it. So it really required a lot of restraint. Um, mm. But yes, you know, but, but despite everything that's happened, I'm slowly back on uh, mm. back on my feet. Yeah. I've lost I've lost a bit of muscle mass, oh. unfortunately. Yes. And and my, my recovery to what was once my suave ripped Sam Oa like <laughs> body has been uh, has been uh, as I said a few stumbles. Right. Secondary right. to the Delta variant. <laughs> <laughs> causing havoc through the through the southeastern part of this country. I feel like everyone's body habits Correct. is somewhat degenerated Correct. due to this delta. Correct. Variant. But the but the amazing thing is before we move on, when I talk about my body habitus, is that when I tell people I've lost muscle mass, they never ever say, Oh yeah, we've noticed. They always say, Really? Which makes me wonder. Have I just always been this rotund? <laughs> Almost in the shape of a toned beanbag. <laughs> no, because they think you look in such good shape all the time. That's they a lot. They can't That's imagine you enough. looking in better shape. That's, that has done great for my ego. <laughs> but here we are, mate. That sort of mm. covered the first four weeks of why we yeah. didn't yeah. do an episode. Um, yeah. Okay, well, moving on from that. That's your excuse for the first four weeks yeah. of why we didn't do an episode. Yes. Um, 
What else has been going on? What should we talk about now? Well, I think I think what would be really cool is what has been going on is yes, we had a bit of a brief break. Yeah. About three weeks. It yeah. was two weeks off and um, and um, you know, and then we had our, our conference, our uh, MD student conference, mm, which was did. unfortunately predominantly online again. There were quite a few excellent speakers. There were, there were. it was fantastic. Mm, it was good. Yeah. In that time my parents came and visit. Yeah. Shout out to Lydia yeah. and Fred. Oh, um, which was which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually been, we've been in the hospital quite a lot, haven't mm. okay, we? have been in the hospital quite a lot. I think the excellent thing has been for us um, is the fact that our lifestyle in terms of our study mm. has been rather unchanged uh, with respect to COVID Correct. because Correct. now that they're basically treating medical students as yep. doctors with their yep. policy, um, it's quite good that we can get out of the house every day and just oh, spend the day in the hospital. 100%. Um, yeah. But in saying that, going to the hospital shouldn't be your entire lifestyle no, as a med no. student, which probably is a nice kind of segue into... Yeah, correct. Uh, we thought it would be important to maybe just have a chat about what we're doing to maintain our sanity as yeah. a med student. Balance. Think, the balance. And identity, even, yeah. just because it is a... Um, it is a grind and you can often get tunnel vision within the hospital because mm. um, obviously you want to be at the top of your game yep. so when you're just talking with doctors and consultants mm. you kind of sound like you know what you're doing yeah um, which is important but um, it's also important um, to maintain that life yeah kind of identity outside of med 100%. Um, yeah so I don't know is there any kind of comments yeah no make? I mean I mean so so what we I've sort of done, yeah. we all did our foundation work mm. term, which is about, was it about five weeks or so? How long was it? I think it was eight weeks. Eight weeks? Yeah. That, that Time flies. When you're having fun. fun. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So that was eight weeks, and yeah. then we had a few tests, Yeah. and then we went into rotating term one, mm. which for me was surgical. Right. And yeah. for you, I think was emergency, ED, yeah. ED and military care. Yes. Whilst you were Whilst I was there. That's it. And, and Kevin had held no sway over getting me checked, by the way. If anything, the triage nurse turned us away upon that's viewing right. my that's right. presence. I mean, if we were in Perth, I think it could be <laughs> no, different. No, I think it could be different. Not at all. Why did you guys escape to Melbourne, mate? That's right. <laughs> um, but, but we thought maybe that we could sort of talk about the different ways you can learn mm. uh, on those rotations and sort of management of time and, and, and maintenance of that balance mm. in your life. Yeah. Uh, because I feel, especially with surgical. Mm. Where, where going to theatre and stuff is, mm. is a legitimate learning experience, um, some of those operations can A, be far beyond the scope mm. of a second year medical mm. student, and B, go for such a long period of yes. time yeah. that you almost feel this almost level of obligation mm. and or anxiety to say, okay, this is how much time I thought I would be in theatre. Yes. It's time for me to either leave and chill out or work out or go mm. to a clinic or just get out of the hospital. Mm. You know, so maybe we could... I might sort of talk about my term and then maybe you can give us a few yeah. gems on what you took away yeah. from, from ED. Mm. Um, so maybe do you want to start and tell us about yeah. your ED experience? Yeah, I mean, I think ED is an excellent rotation in the sense that um, you're given a lot of responsibility very early. Some would argue too much responsibility <laughs> in my case, given I only had one differential for chest pain. Still the most important. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's great because you get to, you know, uh, take histories from patients, yeah. 
you do a clinical examination, kind of refine your list of diagnoses and then present it to the regs and consultants. And um, it's just great, really thrown in the deep end learning. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of a few tips I give you for when you're on ED. Yeah. Um, number, it's, all, it's kind of funny because I would expect you to do this anyway, but I'm just going to yeah. highlight it. Yeah. Uh, number one, just introduce yourself to everyone. Yeah. Um, this kind of goes for day-to-day -day life, though. So. You know when so. you're like just in a room with someone? It's, um, it really is the elephant in the room if you haven't introduced yourself. Absolutely. Um, and they almost want you to introduce yourself yeah. just to kind of like alleviate that Correct. weird social Take tension. the elephant out of the room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kick right. it out of the room. That's right. So um, it's so good to introduce yourself just because a lot of these people are going to be seeing you around mm. and it's nice if they have the name, they might, and they're more likely to kind of involve you and like yep. grab you. Yep. So um, yeah, there's so many examples of that. Like um, uh, one of the consultants, you know, I'd introduced myself the week before. Mm. I hadn't really had much to do with him across the week. And then about a week later, he's walking past and he's like, oh, Caven, you're a medical student, right? I'm going to drain this massive abscess. Wow. It'd be great for you to come cool. and do this. So yeah, just yeah. even small things like that just set you up big time. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Uh, should I don't want to be too didactic about this. Mm. Like, do you want to maybe now give me some yeah, surge? That was, yeah, that was, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think what surge, surge is, um, surge is interesting because I feel it goes at different paces mm, okay. within the same experience. Yeah. Um, so surge is renowned for having very early starts with the ward rounds. Right, yeah. Um, which is a grumbling uh, <laughs> of many medical students. Mm. Uh, but when you think about it, Theatre lists, they tend to be morning and arvo lists. Yes. Um, and the morning list, they sort of want to get started by 8.30 or 9. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the ward rounds, are, 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 it is fast and furious. Mm. It is fast <laughs> and furious. You have to have your wits about you. And the focus is very different because usually you're reviewing patients yes. who have been diagnosed with something, who've had their surgical thing happen, or they're waiting for something to happen. Yeah, yeah. And and they're either waiting for theatre to happen or they're waiting for discharge. Mm. You know, so that's the sort of um, putting this very simply. Mm. So initially, I thought that you know ward rounds would be a great learning experience for me. Yeah. And I have to be honest that I didn't find that okay. very helpful um, because maybe I just didn't have my wits about me. But mm. I'd like to sort of get to know my patient and more than my right. patient, what's happening with my patient. Mm. Um, so where I realised that I, I, once I realised I wasn't getting much mm. of that. Um, I sort of reached out to some, some interns and some registrars who suggested that I start attending some clinics. Great, yeah. Right? And clinics were amazing mm. because the consultants allowed you, once again, if you made a good impression, and by, by a good impression, we don't mean knowing everything. Because they don't expect they you don't to expect know you. anything. They don't expect you to know anything. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something we're going to touch on later, yeah. is the pressure that we put as medical students mm. on ourselves to know vast amounts of information exactly. at a very premature stage in our mm. training. Um, so, um, and the amazing thing is with these consultants, once you introduce yourself to them and show them actively and passively you're interested in learning, yes. that's where I was introduced to what I think you've mentioned in the ED, mm. sort of this parallel consulting. Yes. So you go in there, you go talk to the patient, you come up with your management plan, not necessarily differential because mm. it was usually yeah. post-op, um, but you, it was proper, it was sort of like, okay, all that theory, all that clinical skills that we're doing on simulated patients and stuff mm. is now coming to light. Mm. And the biggest thing I learned with surgeons, presenting patients. Yes. Because surgeons have very little time mm. 
for waffle mm. and they are a very direct bunch yes. and they will tell you in no uncertain terms to stop waffling yeah and that is something that i really got got good at giving those concise responses yes definitely with surgical tips it's so funny you say that because i was literally concentrating on that last mm. week because i've just started correct, surgery correct. and um totally it seems like because surgeons have so little time yep. they really appreciate a med student who can just condense a story of a patient into a couple of sentences Correct. Correct. Um, and it, when you step back and think about it it's really nothing to do with how much thematic knowledge you know mm. and how what you know what your MD1 scores were yeah. or anything yeah. like that yeah. it's purely almost just the ability to articulate yourself concisely and perhaps this comes with more experience, but knowing the important things yeah. to foreground. Yeah. And of course that comes with more experience. Correct. But the only way you get experience is by it's putting by yourself in it's these situations. That's it. That's um, it. Interesting point on the ward round. Mm. So I think because you are someone with a lot of clinical experience yeah. with your background in nursing, yes. it probably just, you, you probably know a lot of that. That's a, that that would be a fair point. That'd because be a fair point. I found as someone who's very much more uh, with a kind of not a clinical background. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's my first year in yeah. the hospital. Probably. A newer clinical yeah. background. Yeah. I've actually quite enjoyed the ward sur- uh, the surge ward rounds in the sense that I'm getting a good sense of what the day-to-day yeah. practicality That's of a patients are. I never thought about that. Um, and I think, yeah, because you probably just yeah. already know it yeah. and that's you really get an idea of what the interns are doing because mm. that's what you are going to be doing in your Correct. first year. Correct. Um, in saying that, I will now argue against myself. <laughs> I think another thing to take note of is I think a lot of medical students are in the hospitals, obviously in their final year, and there seems to be this massive emphasis on I just want to be doing what the intern is yep. doing. Yep. And I think that's good. Like you want to have an understanding of uh, what's going to be expected of you next year. That's important. Um, but the fact of the matter is a lot of the intern work is less knowledge-based and more logistics-based. 100%. And I don't personally think that should be your priority as a med student. This is such a golden time in Amen. our careers Amen. where you can be unconditionally incorrect and you'll be forgiven that's no matter a, what. That's a good call. So that's leverage that. Yeah. You know, this is a time we should be learning. And of course, like learn the logistics of being an intern, yeah. but I don't think that should be your first priority and yep. from talking with the interns that seems to be a few of them have that kind of regret from yep. that they didn't take advantage enough of being yeah. a med student in their final year yeah. rather than trying to be an intern in their final year exactly school. and i think and i think what what sort of happened with that is keeping in mind we're both second year medical students yes. yeah. taking what you said it takes more precedence and more important because we're not expected to be learning the role of an intern exactly. at second year, mm. um, you know, and, and, and because the, the whole of fourth year mm. is your pre-intern year, yes. you know, and, and and no doubt, of course you want to pick up, like you said, those little logistical nuggets. You know, how to write a progress note. Exactly. But that doesn't take but that's hours not hard. to learn. But that's yeah. not hard. Exactly. And, I think, and I think what happens, and I, I found myself sort of getting entangled with this, especially on the medical rounds, mm. where I am now, where the ward round is a little bit slower, a bit more thorough, mm. you know, stuff like that, is that you almost you almost think that you've had a great round, and this is me, yes. that I've had a great round if I've written a lot of patient notes. Mm. 
But writing patient notes is one of those things that interns do or registrars do. Yeah. But even within that, it's more nuanced. Yeah. The question is, are you synthesizing mm. what you're hearing from mm. the ward round and writing those notes? Or are you writing down what someone is dictating to you? Exactly. Because I feel, of course, you learn the structure of writing a note, but the learning educational utility of just hearing someone speak mm. and essentially dictate to you and copy down, yes. I don't feel that's a great use of your time and that was something that was impressed upon me mm. by a couple of the consultants right the medical consultants yes. who in fact insisted that I don't write notes Excellent. but they wanted me near them mm. to actually answer direct questions about diagnosis management mm. uh, follow-up of the patient exactly. and then they impressed that second and third year is really about learning the medicine and understanding and seeing the clinical application exactly. of everything we've learned in our mm. for us at Melbourne it's the one pre mm. preclinical year for other universities, it might be the two free clinical years. <coughs> so I couldn't, I couldn't agree with more yeah. with that. And that kind of ties in with the idea, my whole philosophy for this year has been, um, as an MD2, mm. I think it's much more important to be asking questions than having answers. Amen. Because, I, I don't know if that's just because I don't have <laughs> And I'm just making it helps if you don't have any answers because all you have is answer questions. <laughs> the whole podcast is a defense mechanism. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think coming back to you know engaging the doctors around you, um, if you're asking questions as well, mm. it's they don't think oh this med student's stupid or whatever. Yeah. They're thinking oh this med student's interested, interested. and mm-hmm. I want to teach this person. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've just had all my best kind of clinical experiences so far with, you know, with interns, with regs, with consultants have always, almost always been initiated mm. with me just having a few questions That's and it. then them just springboarding That's off it. that. That's it. Um, and yeah. I'd say in association or alongside introducing yourself yes. in terms of getting the, I guess getting the acknowledgement, the respect of your existence, mm. because it can be hard as a med student oh. walking into a busy place like ED mm. or a furious ward round like surgical or whatever or medical where there tends to be heaps of people yeah. you can feel lost yeah. you feel like you don't matter mm. and, and to be honest when you think about it it is our role as students to glean the learning from the consultants oh, yeah. from the registrars of course we always say as doctors you know see one do one teach one mm. but I don't think any consultants waking up each day and saying today my main goal yeah is to teach a medical student on yeah. my round. But guess what? I've met very few consultants who, when they know that you're interested and present you know, an open mind and ask proper questions, mm. I've found very few consultants who would be reluctant mm. to teach that medical mm. student. You know? So you've, you, we've really got to adapt our way of learning and asking questions and being in the hospital mm. to get the most out of anyone, whether mm. it's interns, even senior medical students, sometimes yeah. right up to the consultants. Mm. Mm. 100%. Mm. Oh. Such wisdom emitting from your mouth. <laughs> um, in terms of other things that are good to think about when you're on ED, yeah. I think we've kind of covered a lot of the things I want to talk about. But um, I think another really important one, coming back to that idea of time efficiency, and yes. I think this applies to surge as well. Surge, yeah. You need to go into the day yeah. with goals about Amen. what you want to get out of it. 100%. Otherwise, you will just float like yeah. a fucking sea cucumber <laughs> through the currents of the ocean i don't know if sea cucumbers float i don't know why they do now i don't know why such a phallic image yeah. came into my mind as well. i was gonna say like a ball of tumbleweed right yeah. 
you know, through a, through an isolated village. Exactly. With the with the sound of a steel pedal, <laughs> a pedal steel, not a steel pedal, a pedal steel, or a lone violin. That's an excellent. Uh, playing in the country oh, western field. That's quite melancholic. Thank the you. lone violin. Oh, I was. Oh, you mean in a western field? Yeah. yeah. Is that still sad? I don't know. It depends don't on know. the context <laughs> of the western field. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on from our. See cucumbers fail made off float. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is yeah. you need a quite uh, it's really quite beneficial at the start of the day to really just think about okay, what have I got on today? What are like the key points I want to get out of it? Yeah. So um you know, you have and you have to be flexible with it. Because mm. for example, in E D you don't know what's going to walk in the door. Yeah, but yeah. you can have um, other kind of goals, just more general goals, like, look, I want to take a history and do an exam on the patient and present that to the consultant. Sure. Um, and just set that as a goal for the day, because otherwise you might just end up drifting around and yeah. um, never kind of achieving anything concrete. Yeah. And the other good thing to do is at the end of the day, when you, because all across the day, you'll be writing random notes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of go back and take 10 minutes out of the, in the mm. evening just mm. to like have a look through what you oh, actually did. 100%. Today, uh, to consolidate it. Um, and I think, I think with that, Caleb, mm. not only setting goals, but once you've achieved those goals, and I'm going to say something that maybe a lot of people might disagree with, mm. feel free to leave the hospital. Yeah, oh, mate, let's go. Feel free to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like and this is, this is, of course, I always know that I'm, I'm speaking, yes, as an MD too, but with the better part of five years of clinical experience mm. before that. Mm. And this is something that we didn't do enough of when we were in nursing school, is realizing what are the different modalities of teaching? Mm. In-person lectures, oh, that's a blast from the past. <laughs> um, ward time, small group discussion, bedside. clinics, bedside tutes. Mm. There's, there's almost too much. Yeah. There's almost so many, it's, it's a smorgasbord. Mm almost of learning mm. and you can't take all of those modalities in every day to the maximum extent mm. there may be some days where you feel you know what today i'm just going to focus on my shift for example yeah. if you're in the ed or the ward round or whatever this is going to be my main chunk mm. of learning mm. it's not that you shut yourself off to other yeah. ways of learning but if you've achieved that mm. and you're feeling a bit fatigued or you need it you know your house is empty you need a bit of time off yeah go home oh man it's fine totally. you know especially during surge because yeah. those can be long oh, days mate. i know? think that's the biggest point of it all really yeah. is that there's this massive fomo yeah um of oh look he's know. talking about FOMO. <laughs> <laughs> i am the queen of FOMO. <laughs> but um the thing about it is uh you know Especially if you kind of all your social circles are people in med, um, it seems like every second conversation you're having, someone's telling you about the awesome day they yeah, had or yeah. the awesome operation they watched and all this yeah. kind of thing. And it's it can make you feel like you need to spend the whole day in the that hospital. You're out. Otherwise, you're gonna miss yeah, out. Yeah, um, but mate, like at the end of the day, you're just hearing things they've cherry picked. Um, yeah. Not in like a malicious way, but yeah. obviously you only really want to talk about the good experience yeah. to, yeah. to a degree. Oh, facts. So, I think what I've found, um, because I was, well, I was hitting some, everyone kind of oscillates with men, and I was in a bit of a burn, burnout week a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. and I found what really pulled me back out that week was I've instituted a cap on the amount of hours I spend on med in a day. Mm. Um, so, I don't spend, I'm not going to say what my number is, because everyone has their own yeah, number, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, it's very low. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I just don't let myself. And you know, it depends on where your like mental health is at and everything. You can grade it up if you think you can handle um, more men. But I think it's really healthy to just um, set a goal, maybe, of how much yeah. bed work you want to do in a day. But I think I find for me it's important to set a limit. Otherwise, because medicine is a never-ending abyss, yeah, and that you can Absolutely. just fall into Absolutely. and never well. Hopefully you'll get out at some point. But <laughs> no, but but you're so right, and I think it, you've got to you've got to remember that we have a bit of a you know I hate using the word right now, but we have a bit of a bubble mm. in, in Ballarat, mm. and I guess our experiences, whether we mean to or not, we're measuring up. Mm. At least I was measuring up how legit my experience was based on my housemates okay. who were all in the same rotation as me, and then my group as a general, exactly. and then. So, for example, and now you're on surge. I was on surge before you. Mm. There could be that comparison as well, yeah. and and it can be really easy to think, oh wow, because this person saw this complex thing, they've taken more out of surge than yeah, I. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think at the end of the day, what we've got to realize is yes, this is our bubble, mm. but if we were in the metro campuses, for example. Mm. Every hospital runs different. Mm. And if you weren't living with someone or some people who were doing med, yeah. you wouldn't have that frame exactly, of reference. Yeah. So, so, so taking the W's and taking the L's, taking the wins and losses relative to people that you're living with, mm. it can be a really good thing to live in community, but sometimes you can feel, and I have felt before, yeah. when I've seen some of my housemates go through ward rounds at seven, two clinics in the mid-morning, yeah. and in the theater till 5 p.m., <laughs> and I'm here napping. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can I can sometimes think, not that I want to do what they're doing, but yeah. am I doing enough? A hundred percent. And yeah. I really got in a hole with yeah. that, especially with search, because mm. I felt there was this an inundation yeah. of learning opportunities until you know halfway through, talked to my family, talked to some senior med students, and they said to me, "What's your priorities? Know your bread and butter mm. surgical presentations." Yeah. And that's when I started focusing more on meeting patients on the wards and presenting to yes. doctors yeah. and doing clinics and presenting to yeah. doctors. But the long story short is history, exam, quick synthesis, presenting. Yeah. Because these are keys. And I think there's, there's a, there's a esteemed surgeon, which we may or may not name, at Ballarat, who always says, right. as an intern, you're not going to be graded or rated by how much yes. you know or not. It's all about your ability to present. Yes. I, yeah. You know? I and, know. And I think that that's, that's a fantastic... And this is coming from one of the big dogs. Yeah. Oh, biggest. Yeah. The dogs. biggest. The biggest dog. <laughs> the biggest dog. And I don't, we don't mean like dog, like dog, like D A W G, like dog. <laughs> He's a big dog. You know. And if it's coming from him, <laughs> for an intern, yeah. that's just making it okay for us not to just be that old style med student mm. just slamming, being slammed in the hospital and slamming the books mm. until all else. Mm. Mm. Oh, excellent points. So. That kind of maybe leans a bit more towards now how you're like having a healthy lifestyle yes. with bed. Yes. And I think, so I was in a bit of a hole uh, yeah. two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so I really actually was thinking about this quite a lot recently. Um, and one lifestyle change I instituted, especially since we started Surge, yeah. that has just done wonders for me is um, setting a bedtime. Wow. Yeah. So I go, because my housemate Liam, he's going to bed, he goes to bed quite early anyway. And I've always been one of these 
gremlins who goes to bed at like 1 a.m. And I didn't even know what I was doing yeah. between 10 and 1, you know. Um, but I've been setting a bedtime of, so in bed at 9.30, read half an hour, lights off at 10. Yeah. And then what that means is I can get up at 5.30 every day. Yeah. And it's actually just changed my life. Oh, yeah. Um, it also helps that since COVID's happening, no one's really doing anything massively. True, true, like, true. I'm not going out yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. I kind of doubt I would be anyway, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've found... This is just... It might be specific to me, but if you're in a hole, yeah. start off with sleep. Because, yeah. you know, as we know, yeah. sleep is so important for so many... The regulation of so many different hormones yeah. and stress yeah. and all this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was one lifestyle change I've made recently yeah. that is just you know change the surface of yeah. what which i've been studying so yeah, yeah. and i think even even before we move on to sort of something that mm. i have sort of implemented yeah i want to i want to applaud the fact that you've talked about the fact that you were in a hole oh thanks man Do you know what i mean and, and i'm serious because it's it's a lot it's very hard to for medical students especially mm. i think you know we always hear what's society's perception of doctors and medical students yeah and we always think nah no one expects us to have it all together mm. it's amazing to actually hear even some of my friends back home mm. say oh wow you must have every minute of the day planned you must be so efficient you know <laughs> and so and it's, it's far from yeah exactly. and i'm i'm man enough to hold my hands up and say yeah. it's far from it and it's amazing to hear someone that I look up to, oh, which is you. No, no, I'm not, I'm not blowing yeah, smoke yeah, up your yeah. ass, but, <laughs> but I'm being serious. It's amazing to, and it's been really good to get around and, and talk about the fact that, yeah, things are not going right. Mm. And, and, and being part of a supportive community that we have in Ballarat, but I think in general, with our, with mm. our cohort and our friends, mm. um, to talk about that, to yeah. talk about things aren't going right. Mm. And, and sort of my point, because I've had, you know, besides the, the, uh, the physical health stuff mm. you know have had stuff go down yeah. with with friends back home and, and, and mm. relationships back home really fall apart and yeah. being in, a, in a quite a psychologically tough space is is i think taking that time to work out who your who your day ones are so in new zealand we always say who's your day one so your day one is those people who liked you before you were in med mm. will probably like you after you are <laughs> in med probably hopefully but essentially they like you for you yeah. and and they, they, they understand your essence even in times that you don't. Mm. Because I think sometimes we can, we can really, medicine can take over mm. and we suddenly think that well, I'm Dwayne the medical student, not Dwayne who studies med yeah. and does this yeah. and does that. So my main thing is that you're going to lose relationships and I think this is at any time mm. of your life. But what I think one thing that's reached out to me is that each week, I am making time to at least connect with three or four of my day mm. ones. That's you know? a really good that that is and I and that some of them are in me yeah. in, in you know in different campuses, but a lot of them are actually back home mm. and they have nothing to do with me. That, yeah, you wow. know, for example, one of my mates, I'll give him a shout out, Sam Wojcik, who mm. was actually you know was a prefect with me at high school. Mm. So we're going back to twenty eleven. Yeah. Well, I'm an old man. Mm. I'm, an, I'm going to be twenty eight in three weeks. <laughs> you know, so but it's amazing to talk to him. Because that conversation that you have with them is that you forget this dude's known you since you were 11, 12 years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. Known you for more than half your life. Yeah. And you just feel so refreshed mm. because you're not just looking through this frame of reference of clinics and ward rounds mm. and stuff like that. So I think making time each week to reaching out and, and really putting in the effort to have a good one hour, mm. one and a half hour chat mm. um, with these people because 
you may not think that you need to talk to them to ground you, but mm. that conversation grounds you. Mm. You know, and it's one of those low maintenance, yeah. high value things. Wow. So yeah. that has been something that I, I have sort of implemented and mm. sadly it took me losing friendships mm. to realize that I had to prioritize wow. that. There wow. were many reasons why I lost those friendships, yeah. but one of the reasons I can hold my hand up and say is that I let the med school life and mm. I let this over here dominate, mm. take over and redefine who wow. I was. Yeah. You know? So I think that has been a big thing for me psychologically to be like, hold up bro, mm. you've only been doing this med thing for a year and a half, mm. but you've been doing quadros for 27 and a half yeah, years. Exactly. You know? So there was life before and there has to be life through mm. it as well. So that was probably my no, big that's, lifestyle. Thanks for adaptation. sharing that because yeah. that's actually such a good point and quite timely for me because um, one of my mates from college is back in Ballarat. Mm. He's weathering the storm here. Oh, I right. went and got a had a bit of a catch up yesterday. Oh. A cheeky little walk around How the good. lake, you know. How good. And it, you're so right. Yeah. It just regrounds you and yeah. completely reminds you that you know there is a massive world. You have an identity outside yeah. of men. That's it. Um, and it was just beautiful, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, that's something I think I definitely need to do more. Is Really, you know, just call up those people. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That you always be. And booking a time. Yeah. I hate the word book catch up. Yeah. My dad has this amazing thing. You know, shout out to Fred Quadros. Yeah. Um, whenever people meet up with him, like say you see someone at church or mm. car park or whatever, and they say we should catch up, he immediately takes his phone out mm. and and he gets his calendar on. Oh, good. And stuff. he passes the phone yeah. out and says, "Book and put that time in yeah, when yeah. you're free." Yeah. And if they're not willing to make it, he's a bit ruthless. Time in or a couple of times in nine times out of ten, they don't want to catch up with you, and it's yeah. not going to happen. Oh, 100 percent, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. and yes, because and, and people be like, Oh, who do you think you are? You think your time is so important? It is important, yeah. All our time is important. I think that's the theme of this podcast is value your time, right? That's right, which is why we only do it once every, <laughs> once every 14 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we have better things to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, no, but man. totally right, value your time, yeah, value your time. This is heavy. Yeah, this has been heavy. I've enjoyed this. Low violence. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what else has been going on? Oh, yeah, okay. So speaking of like being in a hole and stuff like that. Yeah. So one other thing I noticed for myself Mm. is Mm. I think it's really important to be able to identify when you're in a state of stress. Yeah. Because I think it's always been a bit of a spectrum for me mm. I'm not saying I'm always stressed but I mean to a degree sometimes you don't even notice no, you're you know, in that you kind of stress yeah, yeah. Um, state yeah. got a bit of cushions going oh, oh, oh. <laughs> throwback speaking of cushions speaking, yes. shout out to Lauren Lauren Daisy Lauren Daisy got Lauren Daisy Lauren well that's at least her Insta name yeah let me just I don't want to get this wrong so Lauren Daisy yes, yes. Um, yes. who messaged the podcast yes. which also gave me another heart attack <laughs> that I got a notification from this on Instagram yes. um, who is post-op I think four months from an adrenalectomy yeah that's right that's um, right because she had Cushing's is that that would have to have been syndrome of disease syndrome syndrome, syndrome yeah because yeah. Cushing's disease I think is the yeah, majority the primary uh, adenoma yeah. the primary oh, oh no is that secondary I don't, I don't know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
part of it might be resilience, but I think part of it, like you said, is taking that time to reflect, mm. pausing, sometimes stepping away from, yeah. oh, from what you're doing. Even the physical, it's something mental happening, yeah. but even the physical manifestation oh. that literally stepping away, yeah, yeah. yeah can reshape it, it can reshape mental everything. landscape. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that people are like, oh, you're walking away from your challenges. You're not, you're just, you're just clearing up. Yeah, you're exactly. just clearing up, you know? Yeah. And because the thing is at the end of the day, if you need to get work done, you can only, it's only mm. you. Mm. But you can't. You're already, uh, you know, you know, you're, you're inhibiting yourself. You're handicapping yourself mm. if you don't have that clear yeah. sort of vision. And where you focused on, you know, stepping away, going for a run, and stuff like that. For me, as a person of faith, has been praying. Ah. You know, and I don't mean, you know, unfortunately, one things that have added to, you know, the stress of this is that churches mm. have not been open. Yeah. Places of worship yeah. have not been open with this. Uh, with the COVID situation, yeah, you know, but I think it's sort of um, taking that time out for me as a person of faith to just even whether even it's five or 10 minutes mm. of saying, okay, study can wait, even friendships can wait, mm. TV can wait, whatever can wait. And you're like, okay, this is my time with my faith or with my re-energizing. Mm. For some people, it'll be watching a 20 minute YouTube video book, or, or reading a book, you know, for me, sometimes prayer is just being silent yeah. and just being still. Mm. You know, so I think it's acknowledging, it's acknowledging that as long as as long as you take the time and you take the effort to work out, okay, I'm under the pump today. Mm. Unless I try and change a few things, I'm not going to achieve a lot. Mm. What do I need to do to relieve that pressure cooker? Mm. A bit, definitely, yeah, definitely a big thing. Oh. For me. Gospel, gospel, gospel my religious friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. I think that's a Good. nice place to stop. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Oh. Cheering up. Yes. <laughs> we'll see you in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode to end the year on. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. No, good stuff. Hope you guys have got something out of that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think we'll be back onto maybe more clinically focused stuff next yeah, time. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we're, we're at a stage where we're considering some new formats and everything yeah. like that. But, yeah. um, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll probably be as surprised as you are. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well, good to be back. Cool. Then. All good right. To be back. Good to be back.